This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. In this Real Estate News Brief for the week ending February 17th of 2024, why the latest inflation reports could delay a rate cut, why U.S. homes are growing older overall, and what share of home sales went to investors in the fourth quarter of last year. I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. We begin with economic news from this past week that gave us a double dose of undesirable inflation news. The Consumer Price Index and the Producer Price Index both came out hotter than expected. The CPI delivered the first blow, with a monthly increase of 0.3% in January. Economists had expected a 0.2% increase, with an annual gain of 2.9%. The higher monthly increase put the annual rate at 3.1%. The core rate, which eliminates food and fuel, came in at 0.4% instead of the anticipated 0.3%, giving us an annual core rate of 3.9%. Economists blame shelter prices for much of the price growth. They account for about one-third of the CPI and were up 0.6% for the month. On a 12-month basis, shelter inflation is at a solid 6%. As the National Association of Home Builders reports, inflation remains sticky due to persistent housing costs. As for the PPI, it shows a 0.3% increase in wholesale prices. Economists had expected a 0.1% gain. That brings the yearly PPI to 0.9%, which is a tad lower than December's 1% reading. The core rate shows a bigger gain of 0.5%. The annual core rate remains unchanged at 2.6%. Both reports are disappointing and could mean that the central bank will wait longer to cut rates. But Fed officials also expect to see bumps in the inflation-fighting road, and thanks to a strong economy, will have time to process future incoming data for an overall trend. They also place more weight on another inflation report called the PCE, or Personal Consumption Expenditure Index. That comes out next on February 29th. Meanwhile, weekly jobless claims support the idea of a strong economy. Initial claims were down 8,000 to a one-month low of 212,000. That indicates that layoffs are still on the low side. Continuing claims were up by 30,000 to 1.9 million. That number has been slowly rising. Economists say it's probably because workers are having a harder time finding a new job today. However, unemployment remains very low at 3.7%. Consumers and builders took a spending break in January. Retail sales fell 0.8% for their biggest monthly decline in almost a year. Economists also expect to see that after the holidays, so it's not worrisome. They also typically bounce back after a decline. On the home construction front, builders broke ground on fewer homes. Housing starts were down 14% in January to an annual pace of 1.3 million new homes. That's down from 1.5 million in December. Multifamily starts had a big impact on those numbers. They were down almost 36%, while single-family starts were only down 4.7%. Builders are showing more optimism about single-family sales. The National Association of Home Builders reported a 5% increase in builder confidence. That's mainly based on expectations that mortgage rates will be heading lower with Fed rate cuts. As I mentioned already, an initial rate cut could be a little slower in coming than expected. We did see a temporary surge in mortgage rates last week because of the CPI report. The average 30-year fixed-rate mortgage surged above 7% temporarily. 
Freddie Mac says it ended the week up 13 basis points for a rate of 6.7%. The 15-year was up 22 points to 6.12%. And in other newsmaking headlines, the NAHB says the age of U.S. homes is rising rapidly as existing homes grow older and builders lag behind on new home construction. The median age of a typical owner-occupied home is now 40 years. That's from 2022 data. The data shows that just 2% of homes were built in 2020 or later, while at the opposite end of the spectrum, homes that were built in 1969 or earlier account for 35% of all homes. Other age groups are generally between 10 and 15%. The association says the data indicates that without a larger inventory of new homes, we may see a surge in remodels. The high price of new homes could also contribute to that trend and result in growth that is faster for remodeling than for construction. Investors are working their way through the tough housing market with some success. Redfin reports that investors accounted for 26% of low-priced home purchases in the fourth quarter and about two-thirds of those investor transactions were single-family homes. Looking only at the price points that investors are buying, about 46% were low-priced, 24% were mid-priced, and 28% were higher-priced. Redfin agent Carrie Caruther says, I get tons of emails every day from investors looking for properties, but of course they only want homes that are under market value, which are hard to come by. When they find these properties, they pile in. Well, that's exactly what we help investors with at Real Wealth. So if you would like free access to our data and resources and referrals to teams who can get you properties that do cash flow today, just go to realwealth.com. Potential qualified investors can also sign up for a free Q&A session with one of our investment counselors with no obligation, just information and support for your real estate journey. Just go to newsforinvestors.com. I'm Kathy Fetke. Thanks for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.